I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe, and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, so I am in Hawaii right now, visiting my good friend, Alicia Belukov. Say Alo- hi. Aloha. Aloha, yes, yes. <laughs> I've picked it up so well. <laughs> She does know how to pronounce things, though, that I... She's told me multiple times where you live. Pronounce it for me. Kaneohe. Kaneohe. And every time someone will be like, where are you staying? I'm like, Kaneohe? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm in Hawaii because I wanted to see Alicia because she used to live in central Pennsylvania where I live, and she just recently moved this last summer. Right. It was a huge loss for me and for everyone involved. And so, and for me, <laughs> and and for Alicia, yes. And so, I think I wanted to talk to Alicia because I just feel like so many of us get in these situations where we're moving or we're like entering new situations with new people. Mm-hmm. And I think Alicia is very good at not taking like she's very good at just taking empowering herself and just being like okay i'm gonna take this on and i'm gonna go make new friends and so the topic i want to talk about today is why and how to start a club successfully and the reason i want to talk about this is because i think a lot of times when we're in this lonely state with friends or with not having friends i guess Oftentimes, at least for me, the answer has been to start a club. And I feel like you've had a lot of experience with this because you've moved a lot. Right, yeah. So can you just, let's start from square one. Describe your thought process and your emotions when you're moving from one place to another. So being married, I've moved to four different states. And uh, when I was newly married in Idaho... I would have felt so alone. Most of my friends weren't married yet. I got married very young. And we slowly started to make some other married couple friends. But we didn't hang out that often. Or when Sam was working nights, I was just by myself. Right. I remember just feeling really lonely. And when I moved to Minnesota, there was a group of women that would just get together every few nights, almost, at least once a week. And say, hey, our husbands are gone doing this thing for school. Everyone come over to my apartment. And we'd have our baby monitors on and we could go over Mm -hmm. because we were in this little apartment complex and just hang out and talk. And it wasn't a club, but Mm -hmm. it was women supporting each other, which I'd never experienced it like that before. Right, right. Um, So then when I moved to other places and I didn't have that anymore I thought I have to recreate this somehow yeah I kind of I kind of had the idea that I'd move and there'd already be these groups and I could just join and it would be an instant like new Mm -hmm. set of friends to hang out in their apartment and yeah 
talk for and sometimes hours that does end. happen yeah but like i haven't failed it you. yet <laughs> <laughs> well, i had it in minnesota, you had it in minnesota. Right. yes 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 i have never moved to a place where that happened and i think it's more rare that's awesome that you had that yeah so um when i asked alicia to prepare for this episode one of the things that you said in your notes was that you said that loneliness is an option Absolutely. and what do you mean by that well, first of all, loneliness is a feeling, mm-hmm. and a feeling is caused by our thoughts. So we get to choose exactly what we think mm-hmm. and how we feel. And it's taken me a long time to accept that mm-hmm. and to realize that. So when we first moved to Pennsylvania and I lost my Minnesota mm-hmm. gals that were getting together all the time, I went and cried in my closet every day for over a month, thinking that no one noticed, that I was just hiding and no one can see that I was so sad. And one day Sam came to me and he's like, are you ever going to stop hiding in the closet? You can cry out here. (laughs) So you would literally go in your closet? Literally in my closet. In my mind, that was not, that was metaphorical, but that's literally, okay. And I tried explaining to him how alone I felt, Mm -hmm. but he didn't, I don't, know that he completely understood or there wasn't much he could do about it right um and because he sees adults every day at work and you didn't have that but sam is a problem solver like most men are like you tell them your problems and they want to give you a solution Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i think is a reason why women love women so much because they'll just hear you out they will (laughs) but men like to solve it and so he starts like well what do you want to do about it Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should call this person. And all of a sudden, I realized it was all in my control. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Re- I say I realized, but Sam taught me. <laughs> Thank was, you, Sam. Thank, Thank you, you. Sam. It was all in my control. <laughs> and I started, like when I was in high school, I'd get so annoyed at girls who would say, oh, I never got asked to a single dance. And I would say to them, well, who did you ask to a dance? Yes. Why does it always have to be the guy that, that's asking? So true. I was definitely that girl that was complaining about not getting asked to dance. Were you? Where were you when I was in <laughs> high school? I oh, yeah. That was, tol- that was totally me. Right. So I'm in Pennsylvania crying in my closet, realizing I'm the high school girl I didn't like who was complaining yes. about yes. not having a date. And I can make my own dates. Yeah. I'm totally capable of doing that. Yeah. And so I started yeah. to do that. Yes, I love what you said because you're empowering yourself yeah. to take your circumstances into your own hand. Right. And you are making the choice towards action. I think that's the big thing. And I want you to t- tell us about you praying for a sister. Oh, my entire childhood, I prayed for a sister. I have two older brothers who are amazing now, but growing up, they were like little terrorists who just like to. <laughs> tease me and taunt me and torment Mm -hmm, me and play with me sometimes when they felt like it and then go back to torturing me again and I was like their little mom and I just needed a sister that would listen to me yes (laughs) because the boys didn't want to right and I would pray all the time for a sister and I feel like now Mm -hmm. I have hundreds of sisters oh yeah I had to make my own Yes. Adopt my own. Alicia and I are the same where we're the only girl and we have two brothers. My little brother, I have two little brothers and you have two bigger brothers. But I was just saying to Alicia a few minutes ago that when I I found out my youngest brother, who is about 10 years younger than me, was a boy, I was devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was wanting a sister. But now, of course, I'm so happy. Ethan, love you. So happy he will never listen to this probably. But anyway, (laughs) 
just so happy that he's a boy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like I've created my own sisters, and you've obviously done the same thing. And it's just this. Right. It's almost cooler that they're not related to me. Because you get to pick them. Yes. Yes. Totally. And that totally brings me. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, You guys are gonna laugh at me, but so we're we're in Hawaii. And I'm just loving the Polynesian culture because they're like, they call everyone family and ohana. And I've just been so moved by this idea of like, I just posted about on Instagram today, like these people, they just have their arms open to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're blood related or not. It's just like, if you're here, you're my family. Right. And I've just loved that so much that when I watched a video at the Polynesian Cultural Center (laughs) about this concept... (laughs) I bought the DVD of it afterwards. It was a very rash decision. <laughs> and I'm usually not that person, but I, how, I literally... How long is the video, The Grace? 14 minutes and long, $15. Worth every minute. Worth every minute. I'm going to watch that every day to remind me of how important connection is. Yeah. Um, but no, I, it's funny that I bought the video, but I did love this message. It's kind of like what we're talking about here, of this culture of just anyone around you is your sister and like if you look at them that way things are going to change for you you know um well one thing here that's different from anywhere else i've lived is you call your elders um auntie and uncle oh you call everyone that yeah oh really okay so it took me i was so confused we do have a lot of families in our church yeah and i'm like man these guys are all related (laughs) (laughs) like everyone i had no idea yeah but they see each other as and that's, uncle, I think that's right? awesome. And if you, like as a child, if your mm-hmm. elder is scolding you, they have every right to do that. It doesn't matter if they're related to you. Really? So you can be like, you're not my mom. That's your auntie. So you better listen. You better listen. Yeah. It takes a village. Right. And I've just been really inspired by that. So much so that I was willing to spend $15 <laughs> on a 14 minute video. I need to watch that video. <laughs> it's, it's life changing. <laughs> life changing. <laughs> um. Okay, so back to starting a club, because this is where we're taking this episode right now. Right. Um, let's walk through the process. You've moved from Minnesota, and you moved to... She didn't actually live in Danville. You live in Elysburg, which is like 15 minutes away from Danville. Right. Um, which is even more secluded than Danville, actually. So right. you were even lonelier, because you're like 15 like minutes away. I felt like we moved to the wrong spot. You did. No, you didn't. I but didn't. You didn't. You're right. Um... <laughs> But every, anyway, so walk me through your process of why and how you started your book club. Because that's the club right. that you started. Right. I started a book club. What's funny is they actually started a book club in Minnesota. Okay. But I had no interest in joining because they were going to read books I wasn't interested in. Yeah. So I'm like, nope, I don't want to do that. And then, and I love to read. But I wanted to yeah. read what I wanted to read. So when I moved to Pennsylvania, I'm really craving some friendships mm-hmm. which I had started to make and then school started and every like the day before school starts we're having a play date together and mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is perfect I made all these friends yeah and all the moms say to me well school starts tomorrow so we won't really see you until summer and I went home crying again <laughs> I thought I had like gotten over it yeah I went yeah, home yeah. crying again because oh no I don't have friends again mm-hmm. so I start putting feelers out there. The people that I really wanted to be friends with, mm-hmm. I went and asked them, hey, I'm thinking about starting a club. What would you be interested in doing? Mm-hmm. And a book club is what was easily uh, agreed upon. And I feel like that's a common one. Right. Which is good. It's easy. So I set the first date. I sent out an email to anyone I possibly knew. Yeah. 
and I said, let me know if you want to come so that I could have a number in mind. Um, this is going to be our first book to discuss at this meeting. Yeah. And then we'll pick another one from there on out. I didn't know how we were really going to organize it yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how often we meet. I just knew this is going to be our first date and this is a book to read. So come to my house. Yes. So I I think I only had like six people come. Okay. So talk to me about who you sent these emails to. How did you, like, if you didn't have any friends, then who were these people? People from church. So, so I, I mean, I had acquaintances, acquaintances, but I wanted real friendships. Yeah, yeah. So I sent it out to all my acquaintances. Anyone that Sam had been working with that I had met, Okay. I made him send the email on to them. That's brave. Yeah. Um, it was all women. I have been thinking about recently, at this phase of my life, I feel like, I need women mm-hmm. and we need mm-hmm. them with the husbands home with the kids so that the women yeah. can get out. Yeah. But it would be fun at some point to do a couples yeah. club. Totally. And have men involved too. Yeah. But yeah. Any women, woman in my life that yeah. I was even kind of acquainted to, mm-hmm. I sent out this email. And I think that's the point, right? Right. Is the club is just a means to an end. It's not like you were dying to have a book club. Right. You were dying for friends, and a book club is a way to do it. Exactly. And I think I had this a similar situation. I've already told everyone that listens that I do a cooking club currently in Danville, but I actually started my cooking club, which is still going in St. Louis. Hey. Yeah. But I started it in St. Louis because the girl who was doing book club was done. She just was done, and that was fine. But I could tell that everyone, including me, still wanted to get together. Right. And I would love to cook, and everyone loves to eat. So it was just one of those things where it's just like I was willing to do it because like I felt like I wanted to make deeper friendships. So it's kind of similar. And I'd already been living in St. Louis at this point. A, I'm from St. Louis, but been living there for like as an adult for over a year. Mm-hmm. So like just to, goes to show that like even if you didn't just move you can still start a club. Like, I lived in St. Louis for a while before I did my club. Right. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be this new thing. So if you're not this person that didn't just move, that doesn't exclude you from this topic, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, I think we just talked about that because I knew that I had the choice to change yes. my loneliness. You don't have to be lonely. That's yes. not a circumstance. Yes. That's an option. Yes. Yes. Um, agreed. And so what what I want to do with the rest of this episode, and it's mainly because I actually get this question a lot because I post about my cooking club on Instagram or I have friends that were in my cooking club and now they live somewhere else. Um, Alicia included, you've just started a cooking club yeah, in Hawaii, I did. which we're going to participate in tomorrow night. and I'm super excited. Um, but I've had a lot of people text me or reach out to me on Instagram asking me, how do you do your club? And so I wanted to dedicate an entire episode talking with Alicia because she also has started multiple clubs before on just very practical tips on how to A, start a club and B, how to make it successful. Right. And successful obviously is a very subjective term. And so I we came up with what, nine tips? I think successful means that it lasts for more than three meetings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you hit four, you did it. Well you done. Did. You had and then you can club. and then you can quit. <laughs> Yes. So longevity. Yeah. Um, so obviously the St. Louis Club is the most successful because it's still going without me even there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I guess just kidding. So. I guess so. I'm just I'm totally joking. I win. Yes. And hopefully the Danville one will continue after I leave too. But 
Anyway, the success meaning like how many people show up and all that, that's up to you. But mm-hmm. I think longevity is definitely one that should be a goal for everybody. Yeah. Um, and so you already touched on this with your book club, but the first tip that I have is to feel out interest. Yeah. So you... Because I honestly have never cared what the club is doing. Yeah. It do- Like it does not matter to me. I have a lot of interest. Yeah. And there's a lot of things I like to learn to be interested in. Exactly. So yes. bring it yes. on. There's just a lot of people that I want to get to know better. Yes. So what yes. do we have in common? Let's do that. Yeah. Um, reading is usually an easy one. Although. Yeah. It's not always easy though. That's not true. Reading used to be an easy one, but I feel like it's getting harder and harder. I don't know if moms are just getting busier or they would just rather watch Netflix. They don't want to read anymore. <laughs> I feel called out right now. <laughs> um, that's what I was just going to say. So like the reason I started my St. Louis cooking club is because the interest for a book club was no longer there. Right. So people just didn't want to read a book and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you had that same thing happen in Hawaii, didn't you? Where you kind of put feelers out for a book club and people are like, nah, right. I'm not feeling that. Yeah. I had, I had a few people interested in it, um, but I had more interested in eating. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Cooking and. And this is actually not one of the tips because I think a book club can be successful. Oh, absolutely. But just if your goal is to just get people together and like a lot of people together then a book club is hard to do because it it requires a longer commitment you know what i'm saying well and that was issues that we ran into with our book club was we had everyone invited yeah but not everyone was actually interested in reading the book yes so depending on what you're wanting if your goal is to have a book club you just have to find the right people for that yes yes it, it would be amazing which is where the feeling out interest ha- like you feel out who who would be interested who would in be that interested or thing. a play group or a cooking club or there's some group of women that I know right now doing a knitting club yeah and they've invited me and I'm like I don't know how to knit and I'm cool to not come you know what I mean <laughs> <You're> like <right>. I guess one day I think I might want to learn how to knit but right now in my life like I'm in a book club and a cooking club and like that's enough for me but crafting I mean there's yeah. so many ideas out there one thing a girl did in Minnesota, she'd have some of, us, some of us over for a spa night. Oh, that sounds fun. And she had all these different home remedies yeah. for face masks or... Yeah. Where I know yeah, there's a, a friend of mine in St. Louis, I guess this was last year, What they they just had a girls' night out once a month. And they whoever's birthday it was that month, they right. celebrated them. And so it was literally, they just went to a restaurant once a, once a month and like, that was it. Perfect. Like it, it doesn't have to be this like grand idea. It can be. Yeah. And sometimes that's just what I, sometimes I'm a, I'm a really intense person. So like sometimes I like doing intense things and like, I'm like, people get on board because right. we're doing this. Like you starting know? a podcast. Like starting a podcast. <laughs> and here. going all the way to Hawaii to <laughs> we do are your doing podcast. Because I, I was, that's the real reason I came out to Hawaii is to interview Alicia for this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the number two tip is to figure out your goals. If any, you don't have to have goals. I love what you said about your book club. You went into it being like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. But you just, the goal was to make friends. Yeah. And I think if that's your goal, it's a lot easier actually because you can do anything and you're just getting people together. But maybe your goal, and I actually do have, this is one of my goals, is I want to be a more well-read person. And so I picked two of my friends um who live in pennsylvania with me now that love to read and so we go out to dinner ideally once a month but honestly it's not every month 
and we just based on our schedules and we discuss a classic book so I just finished reading Les Mis, and it was oh, terrible my God. because it was so long. Right, I've heard. <laughs> and mis- it was miserable. <laughs> oh, no. interesting. I never but really no, but just we read Jane Eyre first, and I haven't been doing oh, that this yeah. long. But like that's filling a need because the goal is that I want to be a more well-read person. Right. And I think discussion adds so much depth when you're reading. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's one thing when I started the book club. I knew that I needed to get out of my comfort zone yes. also. Yes. And so we decided with the rules that we would take turns hosting. Yeah. And whoever was hosting got to pick the book. Yeah. Which was hard for me to let go of that control. Yeah. Because what if they pick a dumb book? Which happens. Which happens. Mm-hmm. Not as often as a really good book is picked, though. Yeah. So yeah. It, it all works out. It does. Actually, I can't say that I've never not liked a book. I've just appreciated some less than others. So, good point. Good point. It's been okay. For me, yeah, and that's a whole other topic, so I'll stop. But <laughs> um, I think you just have to think about, and I think if you're in the spot where I've been and where you were when you moved to Elysburg, I think you need to be open to the idea of the more is merrier mentality because at this at that point when you're feeling super lonely and you have no one, you just invite everyone. Right. Because it's just easier to figure out who you can connect with, that there's more options there. And Do you know I what told I'm saying? people this time when I started the cooking club, I did the same thing, sent yeah, yeah. a thing out to anyone I'd possibly met yeah, or ran into yeah. in the grocery store, and I said, come and bring a friend with you. Yeah. Because I didn't know how many people would actually come, but if they brought a friend, that yeah. would help. <laughs> well, and sometimes people are more comfortable coming if they bring a friend. Yeah. And so that's fine. And it's also okay to figure out goals and adjust goals as you go. So, like, my cooking club in Danville is a little different than how it was in St. Louis, and that's totally fine because you just kind of, like, adjust it to the needs of the people slash you, you know. And, you know, that's totally fine. So just be willing to see where it goes and adjust as necessary, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the tip there. Um, the next tip, and this might be a little tricky for some people, but trust me, like if you want a club to be successful, and Alicia agrees with me, you have to be willing to host right. every single time until it gets off the ground. Or if you don't want to host and you want to do like a play group at a park, it needs to be at the same park every single time. Like there's something about consistency and like having it be in the same place that it gets in people's mind like it's this routine that you're getting people into. Yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think also, even if it's at a different place, you're still technically the host and yes, you're still planning it and coordinating true. it. So that's they're true. used to hearing from the same person. Like, this is yes. my activity. Let's go here and do this. Yes, yes. And if you do want to put it out there, have other people host, that's a good point. Like, you're still the person that, like, sends out the reminders and, like, right. you, like, introduce it once you're there and all that. Yeah. So I guess that's true. You don't have to host. But, like, I have found with my clubs – that it has been more successful when I host every single time. Or, not I don't do it every time, but more times than not. Right. Even though I will say, going back to the goals adjusted, I just recently sent out a text to my cooking club saying, hey, I'm at a point in my life where I need to stop hosting every month. Who's willing to host? And so that's just a change that's going to happen, and that's fine, you know. Um, okay, now this next tip, tip number four, is in my opinion the most important one and that's personal invitations yeah do you want to speak to that i have found 
well, like we said, we were putting out feelers to see what people yeah. are interested in. That was to someone's face. The person that I wanted, I wanted them to know yeah. that I wanted them there. Right. So what are you interested in? So I've done that every time I've started a club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... It's easy to hide behind your computer or your phone yes. to put yourself out there and be vulnerable Yeah, because it's like a shield. Yeah, it is. Uh, but when you actually go to someone's face and say, hey, I really like you and I want to spend time with you, yeah, they're going to love it. it. They are. No one's going to be offended or upset by that. They're going to be so excited that you want to spend time with them. Yes. And I promise they're going to show up. Yeah. They're way more likely to show up unless they have a legitimate reason they are going to come if you invite them face-to-face. Or I wouldn't say if you really can't see them face-to-face, a personal one-on-one text versus... A group text. A group text. So, like, that's the second best thing. Or a phone call. Mm -hmm. Where I just say, hey, Alicia, I want to start this cooking club and it won't be the same unless you're there. (laughs) How could you say no to that? Exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, and, like, I genuinely think that when I say that. I say that to people all the time where I'm just like, it won't be the same if you're not there because it won't be, right. you know? Right, And so even though, like, the club that I have is not exclusive, but it makes people feel special, like, Grace wants me at this club, right. so I have to go. Yeah, you don't want to let her down. Yeah, exactly. Where if I send out a group mass text that's like, all right, cooking club on Thursday, that's so easy to, how many times have I ignored that text, you know? right. And not everyone's comfortable enough to go to things like that where there it was an everyone is invited. I'm putting air quotes around that because we're on a podcast. I forget <laughs> you can't see me. Thing versus a I want you there thing. Mm-hmm. I think that just it makes that is the biggest thing with starting a club. That's going to be the difference between success and no success is personal limitations. And that doesn't just go for the first time. You need to send those personal invitations for, like, a while. You know what right. I mean? Maybe, like, for you, I know that you would come, so maybe I don't need to do a personal invitation to you every single time. But just, like, have it be part of my conversation. Like, oh, are you going to be a cooking club on Thursday? Yeah. Like, you I know. I like to drop it in there. Reminders. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. brings us to our next I point. I was just going to say that's Go our next point is our constant reminders. Yes. It's so easy to forget. It is. I can't tell you... If something's not on my calendar, first of all, it doesn't doesn't actually (laughs) exist. I don't have to be there because it doesn't exist because it's not on my calendar. Yeah, yeah. And so so many times I'll tell someone, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And if they don't send me a reminder because it's not on my calendar, it's just not on my radar anymore. I don't have the intention of blowing them off and not doing that. I want to be there for them and I just generally would want to go. Right, right. But the reminders help so much. Well, and I think it's good that you're saying that about yourself. So then when other people are, quote, blowing you off, you know they're not blowing me off. They're just, they have truly forgotten. Yeah. So I think, like, if you want your thing to be successful, my formula, I honestly do have a formula, is I text right after the very the, the meeting saying, thank you all so much for coming tonight to Cooking Club. It was all so delicious. Our next club is going to be on this date at this time. Right. So Indian food, everyone, February 27th, 730. Oh. Alicia, are you flying in for yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> are you making mango lassi? Oh, I should. I haven't I'll decided what I'm going to make yet. <laughs> but I always say right after my meeting, I say this is when the next one is. And yeah. then about two weeks before, I say just a reminder, the cooking club 
is in two weeks. This is the theme. Be thinking about what you want to make. Right. And then I do a one-week reminder saying, next week is the week. What are you all thinking of making? And then the people will text saying what they're thinking of making, just so we don't have doubles. And then the day before, I say, tomorrow's the day. So, like, that's four reminders for one event. You know, I loved that you did that, mm-hmm. that you'd have people say what they're bringing because yeah. it also commits them to coming. Yes, that's true. We're like, oh, they're planning on me bringing this dish. So it's true. It's it true. wouldn't be the same cooking club without that dish. I it have to wouldn't. be there. It's true. And just for other times that I'm hosting mm-hmm. after that, I think, well, it's a lot easier to plan if I don't just tell people to bring a side. If I say, bring a side, let me know what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard to do. No one's no. offended by you doing that. And it yeah. gives you a really great idea of what to expect. Right, right. And I know that we all should, quote, be adults and be like, hey, if she wants to come, she'll put this in her calendar. But, like, don't be that person. Like, <laughs> just send out the reminders, okay? Like, it's not that hard. Because let me just tell you right now, they are not going to remember and they're not going to be thinking about it. But they do want to come. Like, it's not because they don't want to come. It's just they genuinely, for some reason, we all do this. We need reminders. We just do. Right. So if you put a blanket statement out there that's like, hey, cooking club is every fourth Thursday, and then you never say anything else, no one is going to (laughs) come. No one. (laughs) Maybe one person. Yep. And that would be fine. But anyway, constant reminders. Like, really, I have found that texts are best. Because with emails, people disregard emails. They just yeah. don't look at their emails. I don't know why. I look at my emails, but people just don't do it. You're a better person than me, Grace. <laughs> if it's an email, that means it does not need my attention right now. If it's, it's a text, true. it means they don't have to talk to me at this moment, but I do need to read it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So a text is just people look at it right away on their phone yeah. versus an email. For whatever reason, people don't look at their emails, and that's fine. So texting is best I recommend the GroupMe app. That's what we both use. Yeah, it's definitely the best for group um, texting. Since you can't text more than, what, like 10 people on a group on a regular text. so And it's just easy to pull it back up, the same group of people on yeah. GroupMe. So, anyway. Okay, our next one is be specific with expectations and be confident in them. Um, so I give this as an example because you have to take control of this club. You cannot just be like hey, we're doing this thing, and then resent everyone when they're not reading your mind and doing what you want them to Mm do. People are very happy to do what you tell them to do when it comes to stuff like this. Like, So like with my cooking club, it took a few times, but I just said, hey, don't bring store-bought food. Just don't. And no one was offended. Come empty-handed. Like, I understand that there are some months that you just can't do it. And I've had days like that. And, like, I get it. Just come. There's always plenty of food. And don't worry about it. Like, the whole point is to cook. There's no reason to bring a package of Oreos. Right. Just don't do it. They are delicious, but they're not appreciated. From the and they end. don't get eaten because there's so much other food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's just an example. But, like, you're at, for a book club, read the book. Like, if you want to be that person that's, like, read the book, it is okay for you to say that because it's your right. club. Well, and the rule, I love it when women come to book club that haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. If they'll be quiet and let us discuss the book. Yeah. The yeah. people that did read. Yeah, yeah. My pet peeve is when they come and interject their own ideas and thoughts that have nothing to do with the book. I'm like, no, 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 no. Or the people that are like, don't spoil the end for me. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think we were going to do? <laughs> but. Oh, man, yeah. That reminds me that you have these expectations for your club and those things will happen at the club, but that's only part of the evening. So true. 
Yeah. I've never had a book club that we only just dis- discussed the book and then everyone went home. That's so We're true. We're always sitting and chatting and talking afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. topics go all over the place, which that can also be one of your expectations is I've when I would go to the spa night, one of the rules was no talking about husbands or children. Interesting. We're here for ourselves and to like indulge ourselves and give ourselves a time out. So we're not talking about our husbands or our children. And for about 10 minutes, we sat around the table looking at each other because we had no idea what to say. <laughs> <laughs> those are my life. Yeah, but you can make those expectations when people walk in. Sometimes I start the evening off with saying, ladies, we are not going to talk about labor this entire evening. It is oh, possible. <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. Right. It's so true. And I think... It's okay, because I, like I've mentioned before, I'm an intense personality, so sometimes I worry that people are going to be, like, turned off by me having too much, quote, control over the atmosphere of a club, but no one has ever been turned off. You have more people than you know what to do with. (laughs) Yes, people like being told what to do. It's, like, refreshing to have someone that's direct and just has expectations. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think one example of my most recent, one of my most recent cooking clubs is we did um a friendsgiving in november highly recommend if you do it that sounds good and so i wanted it to be a little more than just bringing food and talking and so i just said hey something that i do when i grow up when i grew up in my family (laughs) and when i grow up is that we go around the table and we say what we were most grateful for that is specific to the year. Okay. So this most recent one was 2019. Right. I'm just realizing that I've already told this story in another episode, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, and, like, I was so nervous to say that because I was like, oh, people are going to be like, okay, now she's Annoying. controlling what we can talk about, too. <laughs> like, can't bring Oreos. Can't bring... You know what I mean? Right. But no one... Everyone was so grateful, and it was such a good night. It was just... I just, I'm still on the high from it. It was just such a good night where we all just talked about our gratitude and it was just such an uplifting thing. And like, what if I had been too afraid to like have that expectation of people, you know? Right. And it's just okay. It's okay to have expectations. So I, for my first cooking club here in Hawaii, Uh I brought people in from all different areas of my life. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who'd never met each other. Yeah. um, And some people had never met anyone else in the room except for me. Yeah. And so I thought, well, that's going to be pretty intimidating. And how are we going to get true. to know each other and mesh each other together instead of sticking in our own little groups of yeah. how we already know yeah. each other? And so I just, two seconds before people got there, I printed off a list of getting to know you questions. Oh, that's smart. Cut them out and put them in a jar. And then we took turns passing them around the table. So everyone had a turn to talk. Yeah. Everyone was able to introduce themselves. And yeah. then we'd ask a question. The person reading it had to answer, and then mm-hmm. other people would also give their idea for the question. So oh, I love it. it kind of brought on conversation around the whole table. Yeah, and I think it's okay to quote control the conversation because it leads to moments like that. Yeah, and I think, and this is a whole another episode that I want to talk about is hosting, but this idea of like you need to keep your people in mind of like, oh, these people don't know each other. What can I do to do this? Right. Um, okay, so the next tip is I have a quote, this is benefiting me mentality. And the reason I said this is because a, a few people have reached out to me to start a club, but they're coming from a place of, I want everyone around, everyone around me is feeling lonely and I need to do something about this. Ooh, and I need to unify them 
So what do you, what do you do with your club so that I can help these people? And my answer to them was like, you're not going to be sorry, but you're not going to be successful. Like if you're coming from a place where I don't have any problems, but all these other people do. So let me do them a favor by bringing them together for this club. Like that will only lead to resentment because then you're doing this huge sacrifice and service for these other people and it just won't work. Right. And I think you need to come from a place where you, you need this. That's true, because when you're doing it from a place that you're excited about it, yes, and you want to be together with everyone, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's right? easy because you want to do it. You're thinking about it, so you're already it's on your mind to send out those reminders. It's yeah. easy to plan for. You're excited about what you're going to be doing that next month. Yeah. But whenever you know when there's something you don't want to do, oh yeah, how hard it is to yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you just do it because you know that you have to and you don't mm-hmm. do it very well and you're not right. very happy through the whole process and right. everyone can right. feel that. Exactly. So it's just, if you're not in a place in your life where you would benefit from a club, just don't do it. Right. Like all those other people that are, quote, feeling lonely, that's not your job. It is your job to reach out to them and be friends. Like that's a good thing to do. But it needs to be from a place of you are benefiting me by being in my life and that sounds selfish but I don't mean it to come across that way but just being like these people are like amazing people that I want in my life versus I'm amazing and these people need help so it just won't be (laughs) successful it just won't so you can only willingly give service for so long you can (laughs) unwillingly (laughs) it's so true she starts out wanting to give that's true that's true yes 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 so it just it just you need to do it for you Right. That's like to combat your own loneliness. You, that's why you need to start a club. Yeah. Um, our eighth tip, do not get discouraged. And what I mean by that is that all clubs take time to mm-hmm. grow and to become what you want them to become. So like my very first cooking club in Danville, maybe four or five people. Were you there? I was there. Were you? Okay, yep. yes. There was like four or five people there. And I ate dinner before I came. And yes, people <laughs> ate, even though I told them not to, people ate dinner so that no one was eating anything. And it was yeah. just kind of like, okay. like So I had to readjust saying what my expectations were. Yeah. And then I just had to ride it out. Like, so we met. So the first, like, what, like six months, it wasn't that well attended. Like six people was like a lot yeah you know and now like i have like 15 to 20 people on a regular like every single time at my house yeah like to the point where i i'm like oh my gosh like i don't have enough room in my house for all these people i hope a cold goes around this week (laughs) so some people can't make it (laughs) i'm like oh you can't make it oh that's fine that's fine (laughs) i'm just kidding everyone i want everyone to come but it yeah well what do you think I remember one of the very first meetings I had for book club. Mm-hmm. We decided, well, we don't always have to meet at someone's house. Yeah. Because we decided different people were going to host. And so, because mm-hmm. we kind of have a wide geographical area of people coming in. So, we yes. thought if we meet at different people's houses, it'll be more fair yeah. Uh, yeah. to drive around. It's like, well, let's meet at a restaurant and we can discuss it at Panera. So, we decided to meet there. Only me and one other person showed up. <laughs> Which I'm so glad she did. That would have been so lonely. (laughs) One person's better than none. But this was someone I hardly knew. Yeah. She seemed really fun, but I'd never actually spoken to her Mm one-on-one. And 
I'm sitting across from her and it felt like a blind date almost. Like mm-hmm. I was so nervous. We're kind of just looking around, waiting for someone else to show up. So we had someone else to talk to. We finally gave up and said, okay, I think this is it. And we started discussing the book. And it's probably the best book discussion I've ever had at any book club. Do you remember what the book was? Ender's Game. Ooh. It was really good. Okay. I mean, the book was fine. It wasn't like... It wasn't about the book, though. No, but like we were able to really get into it because it was just the two of and us. And you had both read the book. And we had both read the book. It was magical. Yeah, that sounds 100% magical. reading. <laughs> that is a good track record for your first... That's amazing. And I kind of thought leaving there, I'm like, well, that was a fun meeting, but I bet my book club's over now. No one's coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it was only the two of us this mm-hmm. last time, then mm-hmm. I guess it's done. But yeah, yeah. Just kept trucking along. I went back face to face with people and said, hey, I know you couldn't make it last time. I hope you can make it next month. I want to see you there. Yes. And they started coming. Good for you. So just keep trying. I yeah. love that you said that because... You still have to do the constant reminders, even after only one person shows up. You right. still have to do the personal invitations. Or just be like, hey, where were you? We missed you on Thursday. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, it wasn't the same without you, which is true. Right. And you know what? I'd like to put this out there for people who aren't in the club yet that want to be in the club. Just ask. Oh, thank you. Yes. Because so many times that I started a club, I only know so many people. Yeah. And... You can't think of everyone all the time. You're not trying to leave anyone out. Right, right. But I've had people come up to me and say, oh, you're in a book club? I'd really like to do that. Awesome. Here's the date and time. We'd love to have you. Come on in. Yes, yes. It's not a closed group by any means. And for myself, when I wanted to join something, Mm -hmm. I've never had someone turn me away. No. I have never done that, but that's good advice. Right. The worst they can say is no, and you're already not in it. So true. So it can't get any worse. Even though that would devastate me, but <laughs> it will be okay. <laughs> Momentarily, it okay. would devastate me, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love that because maybe you're gonna move into a place, or you already are in a place where these clubs already exist. Right. So like when I moved to Danville, the cooking club didn't exist. There was there is a book club. There still was at the the one year book club. Yeah. But like I. You know, I wanted something else. And it's okay to be in multiple clubs, too. Right. You know? Well, and I liked you did cooking club, and you always host it because your husband works crazy hours and crazy shifts. So it's not dependable to pick a time for everyone to meet and at other people's houses. You know, if if it's always at your house, you could always be there. It's so true. Yeah. Where you couldn't always make book club, depending on the time and schedule. Yeah, it's true. Now I have a wonderful babysitter that comes for book clubs when he's available which he usually is but that's the other thing i well that's a whole nother topic but if you can't go because your husband's gone get a babysitter it's worth the money yes so then again if you're super strapped for cash then you know think about that but i know i just i just wanted to talk about these tips and i want to end with the final tip that alicia added on today um so go ahead let's hear number nine our final tip Final tip is when you're at the group with these ladies that you're loving so much, be authentic. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. It's really easy to um, try to pretend to Mm -hmm. be better than you are, to hide your flaws. I know I've done it a million times. Yeah. You get so nervous that they're going to discover who you really are and that who you really are isn't good enough. It's taken me a long time yes, and some therapy (laughs) to to understand (laughs) that when I finally put myself out there 
and let people realize that my humor is a little bit inappropriate. And if you don't like that, there's the door. But then the people that stay in the room are the people that really love me. That's so and true. And really get me. And yeah. that's awesome. And I'm a really dependable person. You and are. I'm going to be there for you whenever you need me. And that true. means that my friends are also pretty dependable because they mm-hmm. like that. So when we I value the same things, right? We value the same things. We can mm-hmm. laugh at the same things. Yeah. We can hold each other's hand through hard times because we're willing to share those hard times with each other. Yeah. It's way more valuable and you don't have a superfluous. Right. Well, and I think this bleeds into this idea of like, I host cooking club every month, as I've said already, even though that is going to change eventually, but I could stress out about my house being perfectly clean every time, but that's not me. We were just talking about before we started recording how messy I am. (laughs) Sorry, mom. But I, I've gotten to a point in my life now where it's okay if my cooking club people come over and there are dishes in my sink. You were making food like, for the club. That is okay. Yes, right. I was making food for the club. Or if I, or some toys on the floor in the playroom. Like, no one even goes in the playroom. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, what's more important? Like, putting on this front that I'm this perfectly well put together person with like all these beautiful clothes on and beautiful face and hair and my house is spotless after I've just cooked all this food. That's just not real. And maybe for some people that is real. No, that's it's not. Fine. Well, no, it's not. Listen, you people. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just I'm authentic and I'm just like, hey, my dish, my dish, my sink is full of dishes and that's fine. Right. You know, I'll do them later. That's a lesson I learned from Brielle Evans' book choice, Daring Greatly oh, by Brene Brown. Shout out Thank to you, Brielle. Brielle. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a, a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, but I really did learn that we have this idea as women that we have to do everything and we have to make it look easy. Yeah. We can't yeah. let anyone know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times I've been like running around the house in a mad dash trying to clean up right before someone shows up and then they answer the door and I'm trying to act like I'm not out of breath from just running around the house (laughs) picking up like, oh, it's just always like this. Come on My house always looks busy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not that you shouldn't clean your house because you should. Of course. That's part of being a decent host. Yes, yes. But think about what really matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'll just end on this note. Um, I have a dear friend in my life that was diagnosed with brain cancer, and this was a while ago, and she, she hosted a party at her house, and she used to host, all. she has a really nice house, and she had us all over, and she just said to me, you know, before I had this diagnosis, I would have been stressing out all day today about having my house spotless, I would have been screaming at my kids, I would have been, you know, doing this and doing that. But what's more, most important is that I am sharing memories with you guys right now. Because you're not going to remember what my house looks like right. 10 years from now. This probably was around 10 years ago. And I've never forgotten that. I, I, that moment, I just remembered. Because she, I always looked up to as this person that had this perfect house. And she always had her mer- makeup perfect and her hair perfect and her clothes perfect. And it was just really cool that she had that insight. And so I've just never forgotten it. Good. That was probably more than 10 years ago now. I, I don't remember when it was, but... That's amazing. Um, Anyway, I'm just going to end on that note and just say that I'm very grateful that I was able to come Hawaii, all the way to Hawaii, to interview you. (laughs) (laughs) Such a 
such a hard task, right? Um, and I just think you were the perfect person to talk about this topic with because people ask me all the time about clubs, and I was like, man, who could I get to talk about this with? And you obviously came to mind because you've started multiple clubs. And when you texted me that you had started your cooking club here, I was just so happy. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Even though I'm not in a place to be proud of you, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, you are. Well, anyway. I use um, all of your ideas for my cooking club. Dude, I've got a whole list if you ever need them. <laughs> that goes for anyone out there. Anyway, so i just like to thank you for coming on the show. You definitely have built me up a lot over our friendship of almost four years. Mm-hmm. and So, awesome. yeah, so I just Love thanks guys, for coming thanks. on, and I will talk to everyone soon. If you're liking what you hear on this podcast or other episodes, I would just love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcast and share this episode with your friends and family. I've started two separate cooking clubs now, and both of them were game changers for me to make connections and start a circle of friends. Maybe starting a club seems like a lot to you right now, and if that's the case, I would encourage you to at least look into clubs around you and attend. It might change your life. If you want to follow along for podcast updates, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at SheBuildsMeUp. And as always, I love hearing from my listeners, so please shoot me an email if you want to reach out. 